What's up, everybody? I am Milan Jordan, and this is the MMA Daily Blitz, brought to you by Fanstream Sports, powered by DSP Media. Please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter slash X and at threads at Milan Jordan. Also, check out our website, fanstreamsports.com, for more great content. All right, the next UFC pay-per-view is on tap this week. UFC 294 takes place Saturday afternoon stateside. Uh, It's in Abu Dhabi. Uh, The top of the card got shaken up last week when Charles Oliveira and Paulo Costa had a bow out of the main event and co-main event, respectfully, due to injury. Uh, The main event is for the UFC Lightweight Championship. Islam Makachev puts his belt on the line against a familiar foe, Alexander Volkanovsky, who is trying to add the 155-pound strap with his featherweight title. So I mentioned this will be the second meeting between Makachev and Volkanovsky in eight months. Uh, Makachev won by unanimous decision at UFC 284 back in February. Uh, Makachev comes into this fight on a 12-fight win streak, 24-1 overall, while Volkanovsky is looking to avenge one of his only two career losses. Uh, Volk fought at UFC 290 in July, getting a TKO victory over Yair Rodriguez to retain his featherweight championship. Look, this is a classic striker versus uh, grappler matchup. Uh, if Volkanovski wins the rematch, not only will he be champ champ and cement himself a top to pound for pound rankings, but got to think a trilogy fight between these two would be on tap as well perhaps maybe ufc 300 next year but alexander volkanovsky taking this fight on less than two weeks notice willing to take that willing to be in abu dhabi for this and uh you know traveling is not easy from australia let alone from the states uh, to get to abu dhabi but the fact that he's training and he's ready to go uh should he win this fight uh that will definitely uh uh, cement him not just for a uh, top of the pound for bond rankings, but perhaps uh, among the greatest fighters of all time, certainly greatest achievements of all time. But uh, Islam Makachev will definitely have something to say about that. Should be a great fight. Uh, this card uh, got from pretty decent to great in a matter of uh, hours uh, last week with uh, guys bound up due to injury. But, uh, you know, with all due respect to Charles Oliveira, that fight with Islam Makachev would have been really good. But Makachev and Alexander Volkanovsky, that should be a great fight. Well, speaking of great fights, we got the cold main event featuring a couple of top five welterweights fighting at middleweight. Hamzat Chemaev takes on Kamaru Usman. It's at 185 because the original matchup, uh, Hamzat Chemaev against Paulo Costa, was supposed to be at 185. Uh, so this fight will stay at 185. Uh, Hamzat and Usman. Look, they're both a couple of well-rounded fighters, uh, elite grapplers that are also pretty good strikers. Uh, Usman has a nearly 98% success rate in takedown defense. Uh, should be a very entertaining fight. And again, uh, this is the first time that Usman will be fighting at 185. Hamzat Chemaev, uh, he's had issues cutting weight at 170 recently. So him fighting at 185, uh, maybe there's some uh, hints of him maybe staying at 185 going into this fight. We shall see. But, uh, again, Hamza Chemaev, Kamara Usman should be one whale of a fight for the co-main event at UFC 294. All right, the rest of the main card shapes like this. Uh, Magomed Ankalaev, just one loss in his 19-fight uh, career, 17-1-1, takes on Johnny Walker in a late heavyweight matchup. Uh, another middleweight matchup, Ikram Alaskarov, 14-1, takes on Warley Alves, who is 14-6. And, and kicking things off on the main card is a bantamweight fight between Saeed Nurmagomedov, 17-3, taking on Muin 
Gafurov, who is 18 and 5. Mention the middleweight division. Well, talk about a former middleweight champion. Uh, last time we saw Israel Adesanya, he lost the last time we saw him, he lost a lopsided unanimous decision and his middleweight championship to Sean Strickland at UFC 293 last month. Well, after the loss, Adesanya pled guilty to drunk driving from an incident on August 19th in New Zealand leading up to that fight. Last week, Adesanya said that he won't be fighting for a long time so he could focus on himself. Uh, he's fought four times over an 18-month span, uh, losing two of his last three fights. Uh, again, you know, he's, Adesanya saying he wants to take care of himself, not just physically, but perhaps spiritually and mentally as well. Uh, Adesanya vowed, though, that once he is healed, both mentally and physically, spiritually as well, uh, the rest of the 185-pound division should watch out. Um, look, Israel Adesanya, love him or hate him, uh, he's certainly one of the most polarizing figures and one of the most entertaining fighters uh, inside and outside the octagon and uh, very fun to watch and uh, you know, listen to him speak all the time in various interviews. He's very uh, uh, philosophical, very well thought out, and uh, just, uh, again, big fan of his, and uh, so we hope uh, the best for him, and hopefully we'll see him uh, sooner rather than later. All right, well, last week we found out that the UFC and USADA will cut ties at the start of 2024 uh, for the uh, USADA anti-doping program. Well, later in the week, the UFC announced that its anti-doping program and drug testing policy isn't going anywhere. Uh, in a long press conference on Thursday, Jeff Nowitzki and Hunter Campbell of the UFC announced that the Ultimate Fighting Championship will be par partnering with Drug Free Sport International starting January 1st, 2024, to handle sample collections for all competing athletes on the UFC roster. Uh, Drug Free International, uh, they work with the NFL, NCAA, MLB, NBA, PGA, LPGA, FIFA, among others. Uh, obviously very highly regarded uh, in the industry. Uh, Nowitzki and Campbell stated that the updated program uh, it's going to make uh, some improvements over what USADA did and help to better serve the athletes, stressing that certain practices will change, such as fighters uh, being drug tested at all hours of the day or night or during strenuous situations like in the middle of a weight cut during fight week. Uh, you know, you heard numerous stories of uh, fighters uh, being woken up uh, on fight day. Uh, to get a sample to get uh, for USADA that you know, would would wake them up at 6 a.m. or whatever early hours uh, uh, fight night. Keep in mind these guys fight like at seven, eight, nine, ten o'clock at night. Uh, USADA would knock on the door at fight morning to wake them up to collect the sample, for example. And this is after going through a you know, weight cut and trying to rehydrate and everything like that. So uh, definitely uh, wasn't very popular with the fighters, but. Uh, so that's one of the things that uh, the UFC and uh, and also Drug Free Sport International vowing uh, to uh, get rid of that or at least change that how they go about uh, their business. Now, far as the person overseeing this program, uh, Jeff Nowitzki revealed that George Pirro, a recently retired special agent in charge from the FBI, will now serve as the independent administrator. Uh, he's per perhaps best known for being the lead interrogator questioning Saddam Hussein after his capture by American forces in Iraq back in 2004, uh, Piro will have the ultimate power uh, to make decisions regarding drug testing infractions and punishments handed down as part of the UFC's anti-doping program. Uh, fighters will still have the ability to seek arbitration under the updated program, uh, which will be handled by an independent party. Uh, again, the UFC's partnership with Drug Free Sport International will officially begin January 1st, 2024, when the UFC... Uh, deal with USADA expires December 31st of this year.
All right. Uh, word came down on Tuesday that uh, Paramount announced that it's shutting down Showtime Sports. Uh, Showtime Sports oversaw boxing events and Bellator MMA. Uh, Paramount announced that uh, they are shutting down Showtime Sports at the end of 2023. Uh, the events already scheduled on Showtime will continue. Uh, Showtime Boxing, like it's been around forever, right? 37 years, since 1986, uh, producing some of the biggest pay-per-views in boxing history, uh, including Floyd, May uh, Floyd Mayweather against Manny Pacquiao in 2015, and also Mayweather versus Conor McGregor in 2017. Uh, Bellator MMA currently airs on Showtime and prior to that on Paramount. Uh, the lone Bellator event scheduled for the remainder of this year is Bellator 301 on November 11th. Uh, it's unclear at this time what's going to become of Bellator's fighters. Uh, of course, it is well known that Viacom, Bellator's parent company, who also oversees Paramount and all that, uh, Viacom has been trying to sell off Bellator for well, about the last year or so. Uh, rumors have been swirling around that Bellator could be bought by the PFL, Professional Fighters League. So uh, could Bellator 301 next month be Bellator's last event? We'll see. Stay tuned for that. But a lot going on outside the cage and the octagon uh, on this week leading up to UFC 294. But uh, Bellator, again, uh, a lot of news for Bellator and not a lot, a lot of it good outside of the uh, Bellator 300 fight card uh, a few weeks ago. All right, folks. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the MMA Daily Blitz brought to you by FanStream Sports, powered by DSP Media. Again, please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you consume your podcast. You can follow me on Twitter slash X and at threads at Milan Jordan. Also, check out the brand new FanStream Sports app available for Apple and Android for around-the-clock programming. As always, I appreciate you checking out the MMA Daily Blitz. Enjoy the fights this weekend. I will talk to you later.